The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Since we're speaking about post-game pressers, let's talk about this Giannis clip that's gone viral. You've probably seen it if you're not living under a rock. I have thoughts. A reporter asked if this season was a failure to Giannis. Check out this bullshit. I just asked Bud the exact same question, but I'm curious for you. Do you view this season as a failure? <sighs> oh, my God. Uh, okay, because I'm not at a... We, you asked me the same question last year, Eric. Okay, uh, do you get do you get a promotion every year on your job? No, right. So every year you work is a failure. Yes or no? No. Every every year you work, you work towards something, towards a goal, right? With, which is to get a promotion, to be able to uh, take care of your family, to be able I don't know, um, provide the house for them or take care of your parents. You work towards a goal. It's not a failure. It's steps to success. You know, and if you've never, I don't know, I don't want to, I don't want to make it personal. So. He was, a, hold up. I just realized he was about to say to the reporter, if you've never accomplished anything good in your entire fucking life, you won't know what that means. He almost said that. That's what he was about to say. And then he was like, hold up, let me not make that personal. There's always steps to it. You know, um, Michael Jordan played 15 years. Won six championship. The other nine years was a failure. That's what you're telling me. No, I'm asking you a question. Yes or no? Okay, exactly. So why are you asking me that question? It's a wrong question. There's no failure in sports. You know, there's good days, bad days. Some days, some days you are able to uh, be successful. Some days you're not. Some days it's your turn. Some days it's not your turn. And that's what sports is about. You don't always win. Some other other people's gonna win. And this year somebody else is gonna win. Similar as that, we're going to come back next year, try to be better, try to build good habits, try to um, play better, not have a 10-day stretch with uh, playing bad basketball, you know, and hopefully we can win a championship. So 50 years from 1971 to 2021 that we didn't win a championship, it was 50 years of failures. No, it was not. It was steps to it, you know, and we were able to win one, hopefully we can win another one. You know, I, sorry, that I didn't want to make it personal. 
because she asked me the same question last year, and uh, last year I was in the in the uh, right um, mind space to answer the question back. So everybody was slobbing on Giannis's knob over this. They thought it was like the most uh, insightful, philosophical uh, comment that any athlete has made after losing the first round. That's this is insane. This is this is a team. Can we just back it up here? This is a team that was the number one overall seed that lost to an eight seed that had to scrap and claw just to get into the playoffs. And you lost to them in five games, giving up double-digit leads in games four and five. That's not a failure of a season to you. Folks, this is exactly what it, what if the, this isn't shoots and ladders, fam. Like this is pro sports. There are billions of dollars on the line. That is a failure. You got your ass waxed. Your coach collapsed. You fucked up. You missed 13 free throws. The postseason, the season as a whole, what you were trying to achieve, you failed. You as a human being, obviously not a failure. But your goal every year is to win a championship. That's actually the only point of this whole thing. That's the only goal. It's not like, oh, Eric Neem uh, messed up on one article about Giannis, and so it's a bad season for this, uh, this writer who asked Giannis about whether the season was a failure. No, it would be like if the entire goal for Eric Neem was to write a feature on Giannis and then he didn't do it. It would be like that. This is a spin job. We are people collectively all going crazy, being like, oh, my God, Giannis, he's so grounded. Everybody, show this to your kids. What kind of participation trophy shit is this? Like, there's no failure in sports. There's only growth. No, no. Growth comes from admitting that you failed. That's where we're at right now. This is like, there's going to be consequences, your coach is probably fired. You're not going to be able to extend or pay Brooke Lopez. You're probably going to let Chris Middleton go. Drew Holiday's on an expiring. What's he going to do? All of that is a downstream effect of failure. Is, is it a failure for the Orlando Magic that they did not win a championship this year? No, because the Orlando Magic are a lottery team. The Orlando Magic have been a lottery team for the last decade. They had the number one pick overall last year. The fact that Orlando Magic won like 65% of the, their games at, uh, after the All-Star break, that's a, that's a success. That's something to build on. No, no, Giannis, there's nothing to build on for you except for championships. This isn't steps to success. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts.
This is like, is Giannis trying to be Ted Lasso? Are we thinking like Giannis is a college football coach that decides to go to uh, England and coach an EPL team and has no idea what he's doing? Because that's how he sounds right now. The mistakes have been egregious. The Bucks should have been at home in five waiting for their next opponent, and instead they're home in five watching their opponent move on and play the Knicks. The path was there for you. You got to play the Knicks in the next round. How are they going to defend Giannis? Nope. No, you failed. You you fucking choked. To me, this was the most telling quote uh, that Giannis said. Hey, they were pe- playing to beat us, and we were playing to win a championship. We were a bit ahead of ourselves, to be honest. Okay, so they were playing to beat you. Goal achieved. You were planning to win a championship. Failed. Your goal was only to win a championship. That was only the thing in your mind. I, I feel like I'm talking crazy. I think I've taken crazy pills. You got Emmanuel Acho being like, show this to your kids? What kind of gold star nonsense is this? Like, this is shirking accountability. This is trying to spin zone your way into continuing to have the same exact thing as you did before. This is going to be a storyline for the, for the offseason. I don't know what kind of decisions they're going to make, but they have some to make, and I would not be surprised if Coach Budenholzer, with two years left on his deal, is out. So Knicks close out their series uh, in – what was a real shock to a lot of people, five games. If you wanted to bet Nixon five, oh, I'm sure it would have been huge value. I'm sure the odds on that would have been crazy. Everyone at ESPN picked the Cavs over the Knicks in like six or seven, and you know what? They were all wrong. The Knicks out-toughed the Cavs. Uh, Brunson and Hart were incredible. They're probably the best backcourt right now in the league consistently in the East at least. They not only dominated on the court, they were hilarious in post-game presser. You had Josh Hart eating chicken wings, and Brunson is being like, yo, stop eating while I'm in the middle of this press conference. Hey, and and you got Josh Hart turning his back on Brunson and still eating his wings. I love that. Hart then calls Brunson undersized, overrated, overpaid. These guys are awesome. They're the best. The Cavs had zero answer. They had no idea what to do. Cleveland Riders are calling out, calling out J.B. Bickerstaff, but... The Cavs got bounced because they have roster issues. We knew that. Two bigs, does it work? Well, the two teams that decided to go with two seven-footers are both sitting at home right now, so you tell me. Minnesota Timberwolves and the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. So that big lineup thing isn't really working. Uh, reality, you have no, you have zero players who are both good shooters and good defenders. Isaac Okoro, really good defender, terrible shooter. At one point, he was shooting 7% from three-point. I'll say it again. At one point, he was shooting 7% from the three-point line. You got Allen and Mobley, who at some point, for whatever reason, under the spotlight, could not score. You have offensive players like Mitchell and Garland, who are like tissue paper in the playoffs. Can't defend a person. And also, Donovan Mitchell just underperformed offensively. 28 points in a closeout game, not enough. You need 56 like Jimmy Butler. <clears throat> and the Cavs, we've known all, all year, has been this way. They've beaten teams under 500 and teams over 500. They just didn't. So it was kind of like something that we could see coming, right? They, on their dream list, have Mikael Bridges, but let's be real, they're not getting Mikael Bridges. They have no draft capital. They traded it all for Donovan Mitchell, and look where they are, at home in April again. <clears throat> so, yeah, they're in a bad spot. Um, they need to improve. 
Isaac Okoro and Seti Osman, Chetty Osman, uh, have both had their worst seasons as Cavaliers. They're probably going to need to get moved. It's not going to be easy to find a wing. Those are really, really hard positions, as you guys know. I mean, it's like the hardest one. It's the hardest one to find a good wing. Ask the Portland Trailblazers. So they're going to probably have to trade Jared Allen as well. Allen said this about his play. Even for me, the lights were brighter than expected. Ooh, that is that is bad. That is telling. Uh, now the Knicks move on to play the Miami Heat in the battle of the underdogs, the scrappy team. It's going to be incredible. The first thought probably is that the Knicks should be favorites. Hero is out for the year, but all of this depends on Julius Randle. Is his ankle okay because he re-injured it in Game 5? Why was he out there? I have no idea. <clears throat> Tibbs said that we're hopeful that it's not that bad. Uh, yeah, I mean, everybody is. All Knicks fans around the country are worried about that as well. Without him, I think the series is a toss-up. I mean, there's a reason Jason Tatum said that he didn't see the Heat winning as an upset because the Knicks are going to have their hands full. Jimmy Buckets and their world defenders could not, you know, the Bucks could not stop Jimmy Butler. A bunch of all defensive guys could not stop him. So... I have it on good authority that Jimmy Butler called a couple of Knicks executives as soon as uh, he had that 56-point uh, performance in Game 4 and said, I'm coming for that ass. I'm coming. You're next, Knicks. We'll fucking see you at Madison Square Garden. And now we will. Sunday at the Garden. Gonna be a doozy.